Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategies. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. All right, welcome back to Indestructible Wealth. I'm excited to talk to you guys about today's topic, the four F's. And no, one of them is not the F-bomb, surprisingly. Actually, has nothing to do with the four F's at all. But before we dive into that, I want to tell you a little bit about my course that just launched this past Monday. Not in terms of promoting the course, like it's done, over with, it's started, it's launched, you can't get in right now. So that part doesn't matter. But just kind of in terms of what my expectations were and then like the reality of like what actually happened. I'm just going to be authentic and transparent as I always am. I was rather disappointed with the results, but I think that also my expectations were out of whack in terms of what results were actually probable and possible. I think that this is the biggest thing that happens to a lot of us in business. You know, this is my third company that I've started, right? And this is definitely the plan for this business is to be a for-profit company. It is not right now. It is, it's not a charitable operation, although it certainly feels like it most days. But my goal here is to uh, build something really scalable and really big and really impactful. I know that that's going to probably in all likelihood take five years to make that happen. So I'm in for the long haul. I'm in for the commitment. I'm in for the ups and the downs. I've signed up for that. I did all the introspection, soul searching, and realized that there's only one way to play any game that I get in and that's play it for the long haul. So that means five year is my minimum hold time, whether that's a investment or a new business or a relationship, I'm in it for the long haul. I had about 28 people that were on my wait list. I expected most of them to sign up for the course, right? When you get yourself on a wait list. That means I'm interested in doing this course. When it gets open, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to enroll. I'm going to do it, right? <laughs> what happened was definitely not 28 signed up. No, I, I will have to say I did fill up the first course or pretty close, uh, seven out of eight slots filled up. So that was awesome. And I uh, had a great first class and got a lot of positive feedback and just super excited to be working with other humans and pouring in and coaching and helping develop, giving a lot of extra value. My goal with the course is to deliver 10 times the value that I am charging for. I fully expect that I'll be able to do that just with the tax strategies alone. Some of the different things that I go into that I just won't be able to go into on a free podcast or or social media type platform, I'm going to deliver 10x value for what the price is. Out of the 28 on the wait list, only one actually signed up. What's interesting about the email service that I utilize is it's called Active Campaign, and it tells me how many times people open an email, which is really kind of scary, right? Big brother type shit. There were multiple people that opened the email more than two or even three times. We had some open up as many as 22 times. 
And I'm able to see that. So I know that if you open the email, you're interested. If you open it two or three, you're very interested. And more than that, it's like, come on, you really want to do it, right? I just reached out to the people that hadn't registered and made a commitment and you know, asked them if there was any other questions that I could answer or anything. And most of them, there was just crickets in response. Again, what's interesting, and I want to relate this to you guys, is that our expectations when we go to do something typically are not met. The way we think that it's going to go typically is not even close in the reality and the results that we achieve. And so then we can really get down on ourselves. And that really, honestly, like not filling up, I thought I was going to easily fill up three courses with 24 people, not doing that. Wow. Did that emotionally really set me back. I couldn't get on Zoom and do a podcast for like the last week. I was just totally distraught about it and like, wow, like pumped out all these podcasts and all these Instagram and all these LinkedIn posts. And yet so few are raising their hand and taking that next level step, that next commitment to sign up for the course, right? I had to just come to grips with the fact that And I consulted with other uh, people that are content creators and they said, look, he said, your audience is just not big enough for you to be able to hit those sales targets in all reality. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I've just got to continually focus on audience acquisition. And I believe that it's probably the same for most of you in your businesses. Your main focus that you should be working on right now is audience acquisition. How do you get more people to be seeing your message, your content, learning more about your product, your service, your offering? How do you get in front of more people? And how do you, you should be focusing on scaling that up. Yes, of course, working on delivering a better message and helping them to make better decisions and working on your sales, your copy or whatever that looks like. But at the end of the day, I think that where most of us kind of make the mistake is that our sales are lagging or conversions are lagging, not for really any other reason than we just don't have a big enough scaled up audience to justify the expectations and the targets that we have for our business. This is what I'm focused on. I'm back. I'm (laughs) back. I mean, I didn't really didn't take any long time off, right? It's just a week. So maybe there's only one podcast this week. I don't know. Maybe I'll feel inspired and do a second one, but I'm not going to really sweat it. I'm in this for the long haul. It's a five-year play. That's how I would suggest that you guys approach your businesses. Damn it. When I offer another course, sign the fuck up. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Do it. If it's the values there to make sense for you and the timing's right. Great. I had a lot of people that reached out that wanted to do the course, but then just said, Hey, look, the timing isn't right right now. I'm in I'm in the middle of this season or or this this number of projects. And so it's no problem. I, I guess at the end of the day, I don't really care. I realize I don't really care that much. I got to go golfing yesterday, which I was gonna launch, have another course for another eight people, but I didn't have it. So I just went golfing and I had a great day and I golfed really well and I enjoyed myself. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. That's what I would say for you guys is care enough sometimes not to care. So today, what I really want to dive into, really want to talk to you guys about the four F's. And I think that if you have these in the right priority, you know, it is going to make for a long, happy, sustainable life. Look, everything that I 
try to teach is all focused on creating long-term sustainability in your financial life, in your relationships, in your health and everything. Now, I know this platform is focused on wealth, but I do believe that health is wealth. I believe that relationships, a good quality relationship is worth a lot more than money. I believe that your faith is an incredible source of fulfillment and high level of wealth. So I want to talk to you guys about how I feel in terms of what's worked for me and what I see working for others is when you have these in the right order. So number one, the first F is faith. When I put this first, everything else seems to fall into place. Trust me when I say this, that there have been times and there are certainly times even recently when it slips down the list. You know, I noticed that when I started this platform, I was so hyper-focused on getting the content out and the money and like focused on all things finance because that's what I'm studying and, and, and constantly, continually learning so I can keep putting out incredible opportunities for you guys to invest into and great guests and great content. But I found that that was slipping a bit. And so saying it, that it's first is one thing, but are your actions aligned and showing that this is first in your life. Now, for some of you, you know, this may not resonate because for whatever reason, this isn't the stage of life that you're in. And I get it. 15 years ago, I was not, uh, I probably would not have wanted to heard this message a whole lot, to be honest. But realistically, this is what changed my life. When I got my faith in terms of the actions that I was taking, because I would have said that I had my faith was number one, but the actions that I were taking were not in alignment with the words that were coming out of my mouth. There's a lot of, I was talking a big game, but the walk was not there. So what does it look like? Well, real simply, you know, for us, we found a place that spiritually nourishes us. Um, we go every week. We love going. I wake up in Sunday morning and I can't wait to go to church. I look forward to the message. The message is relevant to me. I not feel like I'm talked down to. I feel like I'm lifted up and inspired. I resonate with it. It's real world relevancy and there's modern day music that's being played. It's just a really cool, high energy, modern, inclusive place. And then once we found the place that really resonated with us and our energy vibrations and our beliefs and what we really needed to create a better connection with our creator, then we started taking a percentage of our income every month and giving, or what's called in the Christian faith, tithing. Uh, we started giving every single month. What happened seven years ago was when we started doing this, it was actually more, I think we started tithing um, almost nine years ago, seven years ago, man, we're, I was really put to the test. I mean, we were trying to save up for our next house, our dream house. The last thing I wanted to do was part with my cash, right? I wanted to kind of start hoarding it, so to speak, and saving so that I would be able to make the down payment and, and be able to get the house that we really wanted. And I remember the morning, you know, I was like contemplating, do I give this? Do I write stroke the check? Do I not? And I'm like, you know what? Like just trust, put your money where your mouth is, so to speak. Just believe that in due time, when you're ready, it's all going to work out. So I wrote the check. It was a substantial amount. It's like, okay, this feels like this is the right move. So that day, about two hours later, I don't know why I was online. I don't even ever get online to look at houses, but I saw 
our house that we're in now, our dream home, I saw it and I immediately knew that was the one because a year earlier, we tried to buy a house in this neighborhood, but we couldn't sell the house that we were in. So we weren't able to get it. And when we were touring the neighborhood, I said to Kara, if that house ever gets on the market, we are absolutely buying it. That's our dream house. I saw the house online. Okay. Kara's normally the one that sees. I saw it. I called the realtor. We got our offer in a day before, just in time. We got our offer in before somebody else did. And we were able to buy and secure this home. And I do not believe that that is a coincidence. I believe that we were uh, we were being tested and we passed the test. And so we were able to be blessed with a, a house that we were able to buy. In all reality, this house would take at least uh, 1.2 million if we were to build it from scratch. And we got into the house for 700K, which was just unbelievable blessing. That's that story. I've never shared that before. I don't think on this podcast, but I've always wanted to. All right. So number two, Oh, and sorry, you know what? What else does operating your faith in the actual walk look like? Well, for me, it's in the morning when I wake up, I get into the word a little bit, pick up the Bible and just read and be able to pay attention. I literally like either fall asleep or I lose focus. I'm thinking about business or maybe, you know, the next investment or something. I just can't do it. Tried it multiple, multiple times. What works for me is I get a book that has maybe one or two scriptures in it. And then they use a modern day reference. <laughs> I know this is funny, but I have a book that my golf coach gave to me that has every uh, chapter, there's a scripture, and then there's a way that they explain how it relates to golf. That worked for me. Like that's really worked well for me to be able to get into the word, but also have something that relates to me. And, and something that I'm pursuing and that I'm interested in. So I've found that books that have the author's perspective or kind of their translation of scripture, that has made a huge difference for me personally to be able to, in the morning, first thing, just for a few minutes even, to get into the word and to really um, start my day off with a very, very positive message with the truth, right? I love that I found that strategy. I just wanted to share that with you. If that hits you, great. If it doesn't work for you, well, let's move on, right? So number two is family. You know, if I really go back to the why, when I was 19, why did I get started in business? When I was presented an opportunity to be able to make money that was uh, came disguised as hard work, why did I say yes? And in my mind at that time, was my future family. Now at 19, I didn't have a family. I didn't even have a girlfriend. <laughs> I know it's surprising. I didn't have a girlfriend, but there were long droughts at where I did it. And <laughs> I know it's crazy. I, I know it's find that shocking, but um, my game wasn't actually on point at age 19. I think it's because I was still wearing my free shirt, t-shirts from sophomore year of high school basketball camp. And probably that, that actually didn't woo the ladies, so to speak. You know, the entire reason I started into entrepreneurship and then saving and banking the money and investing at a very young age was that I wanted to have plenty of time to be with my family, my future family. I knew I was going to have one. I knew I was going to find my dream wife, trophy wife. Like I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to be a struggle. <laughs> and it was, I did land my dream girl. Right. And so I wanted to be able to never miss something important because of work. I didn't want to be in a position where I had to make a decision between making my boss happy or 
going on this business trip, so to speak, for my company to where I would then trade off something important that I wanted to do or be a part of or be there for my my family and for my kids. So being in business is giving me the total flexibility to be able to do what I want when I want to do it with who I want to do it with. And that's primarily my wife and my children. I just feel that when I have this as the top of the priority list, then the rest of it flows and it goes the way it should go, which is growth. Number three, fitness. Okay. Fitness. And I actually, you know, surprisingly, right. All you hear from me is talk about wealth and investing in money, right? You're probably like, wow, that's fourth on the list. Yeah, it is fourth on the list. Fitness is ahead of finances. Now, there have been some months where fitness did not prioritize over money. And I'll look back at the quarantine where we were stuck inside. The gym was closed. I couldn't go to the gym and lift, which is what I like to do. I couldn't get into so much the at-home workouts. I just need to be in a gym. That's where I feel the best. And really for my body, it's what I really need to do is be lifting weights. I'm an ectomorph. I have trouble building muscle and putting, keeping muscle on very high metabolism, the ectomorph. I was quarantined and that's where I can tell you fitness went way down the list. And I just felt terrible. And I told Karen, like, wow, is this how, this is how most Americans are doing it. Uh, I feel awful. I mean, I was sedentary most of the day, right? I was, uh, we were drinking too, probably drinking too much, a little bit too much bourbon. I mean, a little bit's okay, but uh, man, that was quite substantial amounts. Um, not working out, you know, probably not as careful on what our food choices were, but on a few LBs and I felt really, really awful. So anyone who ever has wealth, but loses their health, they would trade all their money for their health back. I guarantee it. Health is absolute wealth. And I know that I'm not performing at my peak when my fitness is off. In fact, you could look at, there's lots of studies done about people that their earning ability, what did their, what's their earning power when they are in good shape, good fitness versus substantially overweight and not in good shape. The earning power is substantially different. There's lots of reasons I'm sure that go into that. But when your body temple is not at its peak, then that affects everything else, including your energy, your ability to think clearly, your productivity. There is just simply no way for you to make the same level of high level decisions and perform at your absolute best when you're getting this drag on everything with your health and your fitness. So for me, I need to go to the gym. I need to be lifting weights, not just for um, the aesthetics, aesthetics, right? The, to look good. I, of course, we all want that. I know that. For guys, what's really important is testosterone. Hugely, hugely important. This is like, uh, without it, it's like Superman having kryptonite next to him. You're weakened. You're not the same man that you really could be. So lifting weights really helps boost testosterone in men. The gym is your friend, as my doctor tells me, and because sometimes I've gotten off track and during summer, a lot of times I'm not as strict about going to the gym because I want to be outside golfing. Right. So, but she said, look, you got to, you got to do it because it's very vitally important to keeping your testosterone at prime levels, everything, energy levels, everything is affected in a male body with testosterone. So it's another reason why 
guys, you got to be really conscious about your personal fitness because so much revolves around your ability to perform at your top level with your testosterone levels. And then number four, right? What's number four of the F's? Finances. This is where it belongs. You can't tell me seriously and authentically that finances belongs above any of the three previous things that I've said for a long, happy, sustainable, wealthy, truly wealthy life. Now, could it be where occasionally the finances is so dragging your the others down that you need to hyper-focus on that and maybe that moves up into the priority list a little bit higher than the other things? Certainly that's going to be the case. Nothing wrong with that on a short-term basis, 100% aligned with that. However, if finances stays at the top and it's the t- it's the priority and making money is the priority and staring at your investment accounts and all of that is consuming you and it gets into your heart then that is absolutely really prime time for a crash in your life because you're just everything's out of whack and when things get out of whack somehow we get self corrected and either we self sabotage it or the universe hits us in the face and smacks us around and gives us challenges and problems to help us to see and more clearly redefine what's important in our lives guard your priorities you won't always be perfect you'll mess them up you're human cut yourself some slack it's okay but just get back on track. And I do believe that if you guys take this episode to real heart and really do some introspection, really look at where honestly are my priorities? Where am I ranking in the four Fs? Do I have some of these? Are they way out of whack? Do I have other things that I've allowed into my my mind, into my priorities, into my heart that aren't serving me for the long-term sustainability that I desire? Then take a look at that and let's readjust. You want to discuss this with me privately? Feel free. Hit me up on LinkedIn or Instagram. Message me. I do respond same day. My private text line. I got to go to the Verizon store and get that fixed, but I'll have that fixed shortly for you guys. If you want to privately text me as well, you can do that. I'm open and welcome to the conversation. If you feel like you're off track in this area, love to give you any wisdom or my kind of personal take on your unique situation. And if you want somebody to just uh, bounce some ideas off of or or anything, please uh, feel free to reach out. I would ask that for a proper value exchange to take place, I'm providing value for you. I feel like what I give is extremely valuable content. This content that I'm pouring out, I'm downloading to you for free everything that's in my head and in my heart, everything. I'm not holding really anything back. Well, certain investments I am holding back to my coaching clients and one-to-one clients. So there is that. But for the most part, you guys get uh, pretty much everything. What I want you guys to consider is if you're getting great value, please share this podcast, promote it on your social media, uh, send it to people privately that you think could benefit. If there's a certain episode that you want to share with somebody you think, hey, this could really serve them. Please do that. If it's not giving you that level of value, then you know that's okay too. Then don't share it. I also would really appreciate if you could go on and give me a five-star review. Right now I have, I think like 51 reviews, which is amazing, but I really, um, it cranks the algorithm up when you give me 
those reviews. So a rating, five-star rating, and then a written review testimonial. Those are hugely, hugely valuable in terms of helping me grow the podcast to reach more people. And not only that, it's words of affirmation and words of praise. That is so valuable to me. It's more valuable to me than money, to be honest. So anything positive that you can share that you've learned from the platform. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate all of you for being a part of this journey. Uh, I'm learning with you. And I do know this though, the four Fs, that's something that I think is 30 years, 40 years, 50 years from now, I'll be saying the same thing. That's a long-term sustainable play that's going to work out for you for the rest of your lives. With that, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great day. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, Remember, our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.